Um, well, good morning and uh, thanks for coming to class today. We'll be finishing up, well, so far we've got in our love pyramid, if you will, patience and kindness. I think even today we'll get started uh, with jealousy. It's going to be a little bit of a negative turn here, but we'll, we'll end up making it positive. Uh, the best we can at least, uh, but we'll finish up with <clears throat> with kindness. Someone tell me, <clears throat> what does the word kindness mean in the light of what W. Vine uh, describes it, the, the, the Greek New Testament scholar? Uh, we know what kind means, and that's true, it's even true today, but what else does that mean, kind? Useful. Useful. Sir. Somebody explain useful. How, how is kindness useful? Hmm? Helpful. Well, helpful, that, that's true too. Service. 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 Well, what does that imply? How can we do that? Helping others. Helping others. Helping others. <clears throat> Action? There is. Uh, James said that if you see a brother that needs clothing or is hungry and <clears throat> and you say, be warmed and filled, brother, and have a good day. What does the Lord say then? Or what does James, Lord through James say? How does the, what? How does the love of God abide in you? In other words, it's active, it's action, it's doing. Now, who's supposed to be doing all this doing? Doing all this doing. Um, the preacher? The elders? Yes. The deacons? Yes. What else? Everybody's supposed to be doing this. That's who we are. Isn't that right? Isn't that who we are? Who we're supposed to be. Who we're supposed to be. We're not always, Mitch, it's not always like that. Uh, we could all probably say that, couldn't we? But we're supposed to be, <clears throat> we're supposed to be growing toward that. Well, in trouble? Get gum on my nose, put it in the corner. And you see a giant next to you on a stool. <laughs> no, don't hurt me. <laughs> Be, be kind. Be kind to me. Okay, so kindness. Uh, a chat? Also tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Help me out there. Uh, something that seasons things and, and makes them uh, accept, more acceptable to your mouth, basically. So, so an, ex, an easy to accept person. Yeah. Um, it, it, Easily entreated, actually. Yeah. Uh, it, we find that such a hard... We don't think of kindness as being tasty, but in the original Greek... The word meant, like we would say food, you know, the food is tasty. The food is, they would say the food is kind because it's useful, it's it's good for you. It's seasoned. They say kindness goes a long way. I mean, when you, when you meet someone who's kind, they may strike out like they're, it, they may leave that impression with that person and want that person to no, whoa, I want to be kind like that person. Yeah. Um, this morning, 1 John 4, uh, light 
<clears throat> we're to walk in the light as He is in the light. So Jesus is Jesus kind. He absolutely is. So therefore, if we want to follow Him and walk in the light as He is actively walking, as we are, we are actively walking in His light, then we're going to be kind. We just are. We just are, Karen. Kindness leaves a good taste in your mouth. I like that. Mm -hmm. Kindness does leave a... That's a good expression. That's an old Southern expression. Uh, well, you know, sometimes we'll say that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Kindness leaves a good taste in your mouth. And thought of that. But I, I like that a lot. That's kindness. That's kindness. And as, and as Paige said, we, we, we know when we see a kind people, how, a person, how does that make us feel? And how does that make us want to act? Like that. What's he? Leaves a good taste in our mouth. Do we see the opposite sometimes? Way too much. What kind of taste does that leave in our mouth? And what some what time sometimes what do we say? I don't want to be like that. Right? But we still have to be kind to them. We do. Even our enemies. Now, that's, that's an easy thing to do, isn't it? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's not an easy thing to do. So um, I'm an esthetician. I work at Massage Envy, so I do like facials and things like that. And it makes such a difference whenever a client comes in and you like shake their hand and they smile and they're like, yes, and they like they talk and things like that. Even if they're quiet the rest of the time, it makes such a difference that first meeting, that first, that kindness, that energy, because a bad client like can ruin the rest of your day. And it's the same with like the massage therapist, the whole thing, like the front desk, like it really, it can affect, you know, the rest of your day and, and everything. It can. It really can. So, and we're going to run into those people. And I like to say they're the minority. They're not. They're probably the majority anymore. With we, we, we just don't. Uh, you see, maybe the TV has poisoned us in a lot of ways. But it appears we don't like each other anymore in this country. The last time I checked, we all are citizens. We're all Americans. But but it kind of can ruin your day. Now, now, how can we not let it ruin our day? What can we do less of it? I'm coming to. <coughs> Um, I used to watch the news a lot at night. I don't watch it so much anymore. It will absolutely get you down. It makes me mad. <laughs> well, it can do that too. Is that making us more kind or less kind? No, it doesn't. And then I get mad because I'm mad at myself. Because I'm glad you're on the front row. <laughs> Cynthia? I've been trying to live by this rule because um, I heard it and it really made sense to me. Approach determines response. So if you go up to somebody kind and courteous and loving and sweet, you're probably going to get that the majority of the time, you're going to get that attitude back. Okay. But if I go up to you and I'm like, hey, Mitch, how are you doing? <laughs> what do you get out of that? I don't, I don't really care. I'm just saying the words. You know, but if I'm like, hey, Mitch, I heard you were having a really hard day. Is there anything I can do? Or right. I just believe that the way you approach somebody determines the way they're going to respond. I like that. Did everybody think that's true? Yes. It, it, it is true. And 
are we supposed to influence the world or the world influence us? Now, the world influences, and we don't like it sometimes. And sometimes we get mad because I'm acting like this. We get mad at ourselves for acting like this. We all do. Um, but we, we need to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and try to influence others to make it uh, Christianity more tasty, to, to use our terminology here. Really good. Really good. Sharon. I think it's interesting with kindness is that some people, um, it's, it's almost like we have a misconception that the reason people aren't kind is maybe because they don't know they're being kind or being unkind or something like that. A lot of times it's because we don't really have the energy for it. Sometimes it does take a lot of energy to sort of fake it too. you feel it. Um, okay. And I, I find myself doing that sometimes in my classroom where if one of my groups of students is being particularly vexing that day, I have to force myself to make sure that I stay kind with them and especially with the next class that comes in because it's not their fault, they're all learning. But sometimes we really do have to um, remind ourselves that it's kindness is not one of those things that just sort of spontaneously ignites within us. We have to bring it forth. It's not just we do its work, it. isn't it? And that's why we're all in here to try to work on being better, being more active, being more useful, um, being more empathetic, being more sincere. It's kind of <laughs> one thing Cynthia, one of the side points of that is being more sincere. And um, sometimes, you know, we're not in the mood for that. Frankly, uh, we're not. But you fight through it best you can, try to fight through it. You remember Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, we talked a little bit about, uh, about him. Uh, he was a, in, in the Middle East during that time for the Lord to point out that he was a short man. When Middle Easterners generally are short anyway. Not all of them, but uh, it's the, the people I'm reading said he's probably less than five feet tall. And he climbed up into a tree uh, the, the Bible says a sycamore tree. It's probably more like a, a fig tree. We see the fig trees here in, in the valley. And the Lord, when the Lord came by, what did he did he scold Zacchaeus? Now listen, guy, uh, what are you doing up in that tree? I got people all. Over. He didn't, did he? He said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. It was not. Is that a little forward? And now I'm coming over for lunch today in about, in about 30 minutes. Well, it might be, but I'd be glad to see I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. Uh, used to, you didn't have to have an invitation. You just stopped by. You do that today and people will go, is there something wrong? Uh, <clears throat> Middle Easterners particularly, you don't go to their house unless you're invited. Jesus said, I'm going to your house today. He didn't scold him. He didn't yell at him. The woman taken in adultery, did he scold and yell at her? He didn't. He didn't. Um, what he about... He didn't miss an opportunity to say, don't continue to sin. No, that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, her, your, your sins, which are many... Yeah, are forgiven. Are forgiven. But, but you, you need to stop doing that. Uh, but he didn't... He, he, we at least we don't see that yelling, screaming, and, and, like and all of that. Just a kind voice. Yeah, we talked about the lady who was in the crowd, who had an issue of blood. The average age during two thousand years ago for for women 
in the Middle East was 40 years old. In Sierra Leone today, it's about 41 to 42 in Africa because of their living conditions. So she'd had an issue of blood for 12 years. So a good bit of her adult life, she had had this blood problem. Now, when she touched his, the hem of his garment, what did the Old Testament say about uh, people, particularly women, touching you during their uh, monthly issues? You're unclean. I, I know, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> but we're all big boys and girls. We understand. So I, you know, I, I know. I, 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 I'm a nut, but anyway. <clears throat> Sorry. I, I'm looking at Taylor. Taylor going... He's going to get out of this one. But, uh, she, so you were unclean. But could he have yelled at her and said, you know, woman, according to Leviticus 25, I believe, 15 or 25, I can't remember chapter, you know you, I, I'm un, you're going to make me unclean by doing that. Now, don't you do that. What did he say to her? He called her a very tender term, daughter. The word daughter is used one time once in the New Testament. It's a very tender. He said, daughter, your sins are forgiven you. And then he goes on to say, um, um, your, your faith has made you whole. Thank you. So, Jesus was a kind person. And that's a lofty example. We all get that. But what should we be trying to do? The best we can. Try to be more like that. I know it's hard, but I'm the leader of that parade, Peggy. I think that shows us, too, that our approach, our approach is kindness. We might also be able to talk difficult things yeah. that might, if you approach it negatively or whatever, wouldn't be as effective. That's true. That's true. There are people who can say good morning to you and you wonder what is their problem. <laughs> and there are people that can say you're ugly and you want to give them a hug. It's the approach. It's, it's the way you approach things. It's the way you say things. So some of you guys are, are saying very, very similar things. Um, now, God thinks we're worth His kindness. And I'll tell you, he's a good judge of character. He doesn't give up on us. He doesn't. Uh, when he was, uh, remember the the, uh, the prodigal son, of course the father there is, is God. Now he didn't run after his boy. He was always looking, wasn't he? And when he saw him a long way off, he ran to him, didn't he? That's a big deal. Uh, somebody got their hand up. Oh, I'm sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> um, so we're we're talking a lot about how um, kindness can affect one another. Um, and Chelsea's example was the bad end of the stick. If you approach somebody with kindness and they're all grumpy and crabby at you, uh -huh. um, and it can affect your entire day. But I'm reminded of Proverbs 15 that says. Um, a kind word can turn away the wrath of the king. 
kind of harsh word stirs up his anger. Um, so it's again a it, it is. It really is. Um, any other things before we get into uh, envy? Anything at all? Mitch, on Wednesday you said that we were talking about being kind to ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I'll try to be more useful. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did intend to do that. Uh, we're to be kind at home. I'm going to get to the self here in a minute. That's the hard one. How, are we, how can we be kind, useful, tasty, off service, uh, almost an act of grace, if you will, at home? How can we do that? All right, Jerry, I see that smirk now. Talk to me. My day goes better if I haven't been grouchy and stirred the rest of the family in. So I've been kind to myself by being kind to others. I like that. I like that. Well, they both can be contagious. Coming in as they can. grouchy, you know, and everybody's grouchy, but if you come in kind, then then you'll find that everybody else is kind. One thing is just to be observant, to see what needs to be done. You know, somebody needs, you know, their laundry done, or somebody needs this done, or clean the kitchen, or just stir a pot, or something like that. Oh, we can stir the pot. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. Sometimes, we can. Small acts of service, too. Small acts of service. Look, number one, raise up your eyes. Mm -hmm and look to see. You know, is there anything I can do? <laughs> well, I guess not, because I haven't seen anything. Uh, yeah, but look look around. Be observant. Michelle? Those of us who have kids at home, learning that kindness, like Jesus, was not permissive. So discipline is probably included in that. Teaching them to do things, helping things, putting <coughs> your kids needs, at least in character development, Bible study, commitments that they have, including school and those kinds of things, putting those in front of our own personal desires, like catching up on a TV show or, you know, getting caught up on Facebook or something like that. Just just sleeping. (laughs) Really, though, I mean, really, you get one shot at it. So you do. And it goes by quickly. Talking to right. so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Go by goes by quickly. Well, do you mean to say that I might have to sell my golf clubs? <laughs> That's correct. I did. That goes that being useful, you know, for a purpose. You have a purpose. Sometimes you don't have time for all these things you would like to do. Because by putting others first. Now, that's not always easy, is it? But it's true. Giovanni. Um, so, I like the passage that says, like, don't do anything out of anger. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because it doesn't say don't be angry. It says don't do something out of anger. So that to me means it's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling. A feeling's a feeling. But don't do something that's going to cause you to sin. And I think that goes along with the kindness. 
Like, it you does. can feel angry, but don't take it out on people that you should be loving. Have you ever, you know, the old those of you that aren't married yet, and those of you that are newly married, and those of us that have been married a long time, I don't know how you guys did it, but we, I was such a smart guy at 23 or whatever I was married. I didn't know anything. <laughs> and you take care of the inside, and I'll take care of the outside. Well, we lived in an apartment. <laughs> that was real big of me, wasn't it? <laughs> And so we both worked full-time jobs. We came home, and I sat down, and she got to cook and clean and do all of that. Well, that's real nice, Benji. Real nice. And that went on for many, 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 many years. And finally, I, got, I finally got it. Dude, what are you doing? You need to pitch in here a little bit more, big boy. Sometimes it takes us a while when, when you're not real bright it, like me, it takes a while to, 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 for the light to go on. But it's not a 50-50 thing, is it? Sometimes it's 90-10. It's 100-100. Each of you need to... What if they don't? What if they don't? Then they don't. You, you have to take up the slack, don't you? You do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me get somebody else. Who, uh, but thank you for that. I, I thought I saw another hand, but I'm going to try to get as much of this as I can for different ones. And then I'm coming. Who? The one in the corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know, it, one of the things that Michelle and I have worked on and tried to work on, and we failed quite often, but we have had some success in it, is knowing each other's hot buttons. And knowing, uh, you know, she, she knows like when I come in the door, if I have trusted, this is when I was a police officer, when I was in banking corp world, or even now, you know, if the first thing I walk in the door is, your son did this, your daughter did this, and I'm just like, I, you know, and, and then also on the flip side, I, I haven't quite figured out how I can be better yet, but I'm no, just kidding. But, you know, that we, we all have our, our, our hot buttons, like, her language of love versus my language of love, um, you know, what she considers to be helpful, what I don't consider to be helpful, what, you know, and, and different things like that. Kindness is truly self-sacrifice because at that point you're putting that other person in front of yourself and if she wants to talk, I shut the TV off. I sit and I give her my full, full attention. I don't sit there going like this. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's, it's understanding what that person needs at that moment and sacrificing what you need so that way they can be happy and feel fulfilled. Yeah, no, that, that's good. And uh, Kimberly. <coughs> oh, oh, I thought you had a thing. Okay. And, and let me tell you this too, guys, that particularly some of the, uh, the ones that aren't married yet, uh, be careful that you find somebody the best you can that's like that. But, well, I'll mold them, I'll make them. You might. You might. But the odds are against you. It's better to, to be alone than have the wrong person. That's a fact. So I have a question. Um, like the world tells those. us that being kind to ourselves is almost like indulging in the things that we like and getting away from the things or people that irritate us and. Um, like, put ourselves first. Yeah, putting ourselves first. So then, like, like what is 
being kind to ourselves from God's perspective? To me, it's um, forgiving yourself. It, it really is. Um, at least that's a big part of it. That's what we're talking about here. He who uh, forgives little, loves little. And then that's where we get into this pyramid. Um, have you ever, maybe I'm the only one like this, but have you ever um, um, have a tough time forgiving yourself of sins? Maybe you committed 20 or 30 or 40 years ago. Make it 50 or 60. God, God, has, God has forgotten those. If you were to ask Him about it, He'd say, what? I've already forgotten those. If He can't, and He does, then why can't we? It's hard to do. We just sometimes can't forgive ourselves. Go ahead, Bruce. I was just going to say, right along that point, God did not send His Son to the cross so He could beat us over the head with the thing that we did 10 years ago. So why should we beat our head, beat ourselves over the head about it if He doesn't? Now, in order for Him to forgive our sins, we have to be in Him. And we are baptized into Him. So if it happened 30, 40, 50 years ago and we're not a Christian, He still remembers every one of those. But once we become a Christian, we're in Him. We are buried in Him by, the, by, by baptism. Those things are washed away. And it's just like, I don't know if you, you've got to be old to remember this one, but the old, etch, uh, not Etch-a-Sketch, Etch-a-Sketch was about when our kids were little, but, you know, you, you draw on these little things and it's got, and then you just go, shoop, and they all go away. In my time, we had this little thing, go, <laughs> it's a clay, clay tablet kind of thing, and you draw and you go, well, God does that when we become His. But sometimes we, we can't do that, at least in our mind. We still see the results of the mistakes we made back when we were younger. Well, we do. And it still breaks our hearts. Yeah. We know that God's forgiven us, but we That's still have true. to pay the price in this life. That's true. We use this. You can throw a dart in that wall. You can remove that dart, but what's still there? That hole's still there. And God's forgot for forgiveness of the dark, but we look and we still see the hole. And that's what's hard to, to, to forgive. So when the, for the young people, be very, very careful. Uh, because there are things that you can't undo. True. God can forgive them and will, mm -hmm. but it's hard. You can't undo them. Yeah. What about a church? I know the clock's ticking, but how can we be more kind, useful, tasty, uh, act of mercy, uh, a servant in the church context. Number one, um, I think it was Sherilyn last week or week or week or so ago that says, number one, it's kind of hard to do that when we see each other three hours a week. Now you can do it, but there's more to it than hopefully three hours a week, or at least hopefully we can get to that. But how can we be more kind, useful, tasty to people at church? What can we do? You have to be observant. You certainly have to be observant. Find out you have what to know each other. Right? You have to know each other. Be observant. Nosy? No. Who said yes? Absolutely. I think you have to be a little bit. And I don't mean that, you know, in the in the nor in the normal ugly sense, uh, a gossip like that. But I'm not saying that. 
But we need to be, you know, I noticed that your behavior has changed a little bit. You okay? Um, well, aren't you being nosy? Well, that's our job. That's our job. Lisa? I think uh, yeah, come back to Sharon. For all these things, I put that you have to look for opportunities, which is an active thing that you have to do. But then you also have to take the next step and be willing to act upon those opportunities. You have to seek them out and you need to act upon them. Ability plus opportunity equals responsibility. If you have the opportunity and you have the ability, you're not responsible. And God holds us responsible. Sherilyn. In regards to your nosy comment, yeah. uh, assume nothing. On both sides of that, if you're the person approaching someone, assume that they're doing the best they can. And if you're the, on the receiving end of that, assume that they're there you to go. you with love, not accusing It's you. both sides. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just the receiver says, well, aren't you being... Nosy, well, are you judging my motives? And then on, on the other end, when you're being nosy, uh, don't judge their motives either. I'm, <coughs> I'm going to embarrass you here, probably. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Mitch is a prime here. example of being able to read people's actions, their expressions. After Rex died, several Sundays, it was all I could do to get here. You usually recognized those Sundays. You would give me an extra hug, ask how I was doing, if I needed anything. Uh, it helped a lot. And I, I wanted, you know, you, you are an example of that, and I thank you. <coughs> <laughs> Drop they, the mic. Yeah, I know. Really. Told you it was going to be Well, I made a living for 42 years reading people. That was part of my job. I don't have any talents. If I have any, it's being able to read people. And you do it well. Well, thank you. But I, thank you. I'll just let you go. One, one of the things is, and, and this is ourselves again and our kindness, is we want to go to heaven. That's what our inner self has to say. So when we're going through struggles and trials and somebody approaches you, their goal is to go to heaven too, and they want to take you with you. So if my goal is to get to heaven and your goal is to get to heaven, why would we think you're nosy? And if the scripture says we're supposed to love one another, bear one another's burdens, which I think most of the time we do a good job here, you can lean on somebody. That's a perfect example. Yeah that we should be taking that into heart and we should be trying to get together and encouraging each other to go to the same And thing. the thing about it, you don't know it. I didn't know that. No. You're just doing what we're supposed to we, do. You know, we just do what we're supposed to do, right? Because the ultimate goal is heaven. And we've got to try our best to help each other get there. Um, on occasion, when the elders, uh, someone's not attending like they should or whatever, on occasion, we, you know, when we talk to them, they'll say, well, that's none of your business. And you know what my reply is? Actually, it is. And it kind of takes them aback. Actually, it is. As long as you're a member here. Scripture says so. But it's assuming the best, or Rebecca mentioned this last week, 
and Sherilyn today, it's assuming the best on both ends, on both sides. Mm -hmm. that, you know, don't jump to conclusions. Uh, and I'm a pretty good conclusion jumper, and uh, it gets me in trouble sometimes. Don't do that. Uh, Jan, no, do you have your? No. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, this is like just a personal thing for me, but but that that passage in John, First John, and your comment, he says, if I have an overabundance of compassion and a underabundance of action, and that just makes me depressed and <laughs> doesn't help the person that I that I care about, and that just does nobody any good. It's it's critical that we act. It is. Uh, I was going to start, I was going to get into the next one, but let's just, the last three minutes, let's just keep talking like we are, and we'll start with being jealous or inflamed. Just an interesting word. It means to be intensely red in the original. We've seen that one. Uh, so we'll start that on Wednesday night. If you're not here on Wednesday night, look at it online. So you don't get, so you don't get behind. It's, it's okay. You know, you can still stay up, stay up to date. Uh, any, anything else on this? We got maybe two minutes. <clears throat> I think sometimes when we're approaching people and doing what we're just talking about, the kindness has to come into play. Otherwise, are you just being? I mean, I think people can read you if you're just being nosy just to get information, yeah. or if you're really sincere and concerned. And I think that's where we have to yeah. work at that. That's a good point. Info, getting information is different from being concerned and, and being helpful. Uh, that's a really good uh, inflection there that I don't know that I, that I touched or thought about. That's a good point. It's more than just getting information and saying, okay, now I've got information. You have a good day. I've got information and what can I do here? Chris. And also, good person. point has a history of being that gossiper maybe or the the one that's getting information just to get it and not out of compassion, it might take that time. If they're trying to change, it's going to take them time to change. It's not instant. So you have to be patient with yourself. That's a very good point. To change yourself. Very good point. Maybe we've been that person and people, know, maybe that's our reputation. Well, you've got to, we've got to create a new reputation, don't, don't we? And that may take a while. Uh, that's a good. That's a real good point. Us share, and then we we'll, then we'll stop. Uh, um, a lot of times, I think nowadays, especially, we kind of move away from <coughs> wanting to ask questions like "How are you?" Or, "Is everything okay?" Because we get a little bit too egocentric. We think of our, ourselves. Well, I don't want to be invasive. I don't want to be nosy and that sort of thing. But people, for the most part, are usually pretty good. If you're pushing a little bit too far, they say, "Well, I don't care to talk about that." But it it's. I think it's better to ask than than to leave it, let it go just because we are so worried about cleansing. We need well, to be a little bit more social. That's, that's true. That's true. Is there a difference in this question? Can I do something for you? What can I do for you? you see any difference there in that question? Yes or no answer questions are not, not good questions. And when you were teaching school, we never asked yes or no questions. Ever. You, you'd ask open-ended questions. Everybody see the difference. What can I do for you? Are you okay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Versus, uh, you seem a little down today. Is there, you see the difference there. But that can be misconstrued for, aren't we nosy today? 
Well, after this class, will hopefully on the receiver and the, and the giver will understand that we're not trying to be. We're not trying to be. That makes sense. Thank you so much for all your good, all your good questions. <laughs> and, 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 uh,